When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Letterman Row. This is Rapid Reaction is brought to you by Byers Auto. I am Austin Ward. That is Spencer Holbrook and Jeremy Birmingham. It's Quinn Ewers time. Let's talk about what happened here. A wild three months, uh, name, image, and likeness, a transfer portal entry in the future of the Ohio State quarterbacks room. Let's get to it. All right. uh, So it happened. Uh, I'm not going to say that I'm blown away that a second Ohio State quarterback entered the transfer portal this week. Um, and uh, I think there's going to be a lot of discussion here about what we all thought about uh, the future for Quinn Ewers, but he'd made that decision to leave Ohio state uh, after his, he wasn't even supposed to be on campus yet. As you can remember, uh, he reclassified, showed up late in August. He barely practiced with Ohio state. He got two snaps, uh, handed the football off twice against Michigan state. And that will be the extent of his career. Um, this all will boil down to as we start here. And if, People saw a, uh, some of the viral tweets um, from me or maybe Berm on Friday night. Uh, this all boils down to name, image, and likeness situations. And um, the first part of this that I may have worded poorly was that the specific language in the contract said Quinn Ewers has to start games next year. That There were some that were like that in the initial conversations. The final details in the contract uh, had to have those removed because they were considered uh, you know, paying for performance and incentives tied to that. And Ohio State compliance couldn't approve that. So for that, I will uh, take ownership of being wrong there. But the overall point that I was making here was that all name, image, and likeness is tied to performance. And in the conversations that the Ohio State coaching staff had with Quinn Ewers and many other people uh, in this industry, agents included uh, elsewhere, believed that Quinn Ewers was making this decision uh, on Friday night to leave because he needed to play. And at, the, at its core, you're not going to get paid when you're getting million-dollar contracts, of which he had uh, at least three of them. One was for an NFT that hasn't even been released yet, uh, a third million-dollar contract that Quinn Ewers had. If you're not playing, none of those companies are going to pay you to be a millionaire. Uh, that was the point there. want to make sure that we get that clear. Now, let's, what else do you guys have to take on that before we look at the football impact? Well, I mean, I, I think that it just comes down to what you said at the start. This is a kid that wasn't even supposed to be on campus yet. Uh, you know, five months ago, this was not the plan. He, he's three weeks away from enrolling at Ohio State in a normal world. The, the name, image, and likeness uh, legislation happening when it did change the entire calculus of Quinn Ewer's career. I mean, is there uh, – I'm not going to sit here and say I have the best relationship with Quinn or, or, or his father. Uh, I had a, a good enough working relationship with them to understand what their plan was and why they wanted to go to Ohio State, uh, knowing that, you know, Kyle McCord was there and Jack Miller was there and CJ Stroud was there. And that rationale and that reasoning was Ryan Day is the quarterback coach they wanted to learn from. And they wanted to spend three, four years in that offense and and really developing as a quarterback. And I truly believe that at his heart, that was the intention for Quinn Ewers. And then July 1st happened and the whole world of college football changed and it upset the entire apple cart and the priorities completely shifted. Uh, and with that, you know, you have an obligation. As you said, no one's going to pay anyone for name, image, and likeness stuff if they're not playing. So 
you know, at the core, every single, um, you know, agreement that gets made for these kids is based on, are you on the field? Are you being seen? Um, and ultimately I, you know, I, I want to be clear about some things that I said on, on Friday night, number one, I'm going to stick my, if my sources are telling me that Quinn asked for a starting job to be guaranteed to him and that would have kept him around, I'm going to believe him. I mean, I, I don't care what other people are hearing from their sources. Objectivity obviously is important here and you're dealing with different sides of the story. And, you know, we, you know, we hear things from, from some folks who want to protect their reputations and other folks hear it from their folks who want to protect their reputations. And as with most things, I think the truth generally falls somewhere in the middle, but I don't see any other rationale for what happened and this decision to happen now. Um, other than that, I mean, to be honest, it, it just doesn't make sense. We were all objective enough to realize that come post spring 2022, the likelihood was that Quinn Ewers or Kyle McCord was going to be leaving Ohio state. I don't think anyone, anyone anywhere believed that wasn't true. So I think the thing that's surprising here is just the timing of it. And I, I guess it, the only thing that makes sense about the timing is Quinn realizing I need to go be a starter somewhere. And that the best way to do that is to get there now. Yeah. And I think one thing that you said, Bern, that I, I completely agree with is the, the idea that the intentions were there for him to learn under Ryan Day. Ryan Day is a one of a kind, you know, all world quarterback coach when it comes to teaching a kid how to get from, from where he is in college to get to the next level. We've already seen that a couple different times. We're seeing it a third time with CJ Stroud. And so the intentions were there, you know, good intentions were had. And when July 1st hit, like you said, and everything changed, um, you, you just wonder how much of that mindset changed. And you wonder how much he, Quinn wanted to be at Ohio State or how much he wanted to be um, in the, the market of college football now. And, and I think there's a huge difference between that because you, know, you talk about a recruiting guys, they look for guys who want to be at Ohio State. And at his core, I think Quinn in recruiting wanted to be at Ohio State. But once July 1st hit, it was completely different. It was an entirely new world. And now he's got he's to find a, a way to get on the field for that market to become his. And I think all of those things are big factors. And there are just so many different layers of this saga that, that make it, uh, you know, almost weird that, that we'll even look back and think that Quinn spent four years at Ohio, or well, four go, months go, at Ohio yeah, State. Go back to August. And, and Austin, we've talked about this before. I mean, when he enrolled, Ohio State was as brutally honest as they could be with Quinn Ewers about what the expectation was for zero year. There was no chance of him playing this year. There was going to be a very limited number of practice reps. This was about coming in and getting physically ready, mentally ready, emotionally ready for college. And, you know, Austin, we've both heard from a number of players that, that it's not he didn't try to ingratiate himself to the Ohio State football program really until like the last three, four weeks which is when all of a sudden there became a lot better relationships at Ohio State. And I think that's part of the confusion for a lot of the players, most of which didn't find out that he was even leaving until Pete Thamel's tweet on, on Friday night. So that kind of stuff is what I think upsets people the most uh, on the Ohio State side. Was like, hey, you know, this kid wasn't trying to really be a part of the program. And then when he finally did, then he left. Yeah, and there are, you know, multiple factors for that at play that we can get into. I mean, he shows up late and he was uh, involved in a COVID situation and wasn't able, uh, you know, to practice during an already shortened training camp. Uh, he had a back injury that he was dealing with throughout the season. Um, in terms of physical and mental preparation, he was a high school senior. And this is not the easiest uh, offense to learn, especially if you're not able to practice it on the field. Um, all those factors played into that. And as you said, Part of the reason he got more comfortable and seemed more 
at ease and potentially ready to go into spring practice was because he got healthy and there were opportunities to get reps. And then Jack Miller wasn't, you know, able to be the third string quarterback anymore. And all those things were trending towards a big spring. Um, but before we get into that, I want to say one more thing about the name, image, and likeness deal. I have absolutely no problem whatsoever with players making money. I think that they should. I think that they've deserved, they deserve it. I think they, uh, most players earn what they get. Um, I think that they, they should have that, but it's, so difficult, and I don't know that this will ever really happen again in the same way that Quinn Ewers did with a, uh, you know, perfect uh, recruiting ranking and um, a, a mullet that's marketable and all these other things and being the first one to go through the year. I don't, if you are an autograph and memorabilia company, if you are whatever, Nike, Gatorade, I, who cares? Are they going to, they're going to sit there and watch and say, well, why are we giving this kid two, three, four million dollars who's never played a snap. You know, C.J. Stroud is just catching up with his. He's going to potentially be a Heisman Trophy finalist next week. All this stuff is being learned for the first time. And in that way, it's this doesn't this won't sound right. I, I feel a little bit uh, sorry for Quinn Ewers, as sorry as I could for somebody who's already made more money from football without taking a snap than, than I ever could dream of. Um, but he's being pulled in these directions and and is a test case for something that Everyone was trying to learn on the fly. And it I don't know that he got the best advice in that process. Uh, I know that some of the decisions he made when he got onto campus in August, he was directly told not to do them and proceeded anyway. Um, and some of that stuff, right from the get-go, alienated teammates, alienated coaches. Th this was a, you know, Quinn Ewers made more than his position coach last year. Um, that's crazy to think about. So, you know, I think that, it's going to be more challenging than ever to deal with all this stuff. And in a lot of ways, I think the Quinn Ewers case will be uh, one of a kind. Um, we'll see if that bears out or not. I want to say, though, but, you know, when you're dealing with this, and this is something Ohio State fans specifically are going to have to learn to adjust to, this is the new way of college football. And if you want Ohio State to be one of the two, top two or three or four programs in the country every single year, these are the shots you have to take. And it's going to sometimes come back and put egg on your face. But Ryan Day and his coaching staff are going to go after the best high school football players in America year in and year out. And these sort of uh, anomalies and blips and, 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 you know, unfortunate situations that we're watching unfold right now, especially as Congress especially gets into name, image, and likeness and starts to regulate some of this stuff, these sort of things are just going to be part and parcel of what you're dealing with. Ohio State is not going to look at what happened with Quinn Ewers and say, oh, well, darn it, now we can't recruit good players anymore. We're going to have to, you know, lower our expectations. This isn't what's happening. It's just resetting the calculus for everything that happens in college football. And Ohio State, and we can, I'm sure we can probably talk about this as well in this episode of, uh, you know, Rapid Reaction brought to you by Byers Auto, is that, like, we can – understand Ohio State's in a position where they have to adjust a lot of things very quickly here to keep up with what's happening around the country because other schools are not delaying. Yeah. So, and then the, the very last point about that to, to pretend like these aren't performance related at its very core, that's what name image and likeness is about. Would a walk on at Kansas Spencer have ever got a deal from Applebee's if they didn't perform on the field and catch a two point conversion against Texas? Uh, no, not at all. Uh, but I, I think you're trying to bring this full circle. We're talking about Quinn Ewers, and then you bring up Texas. Let's let's get into it. Oh wow! Okay, well well done. You read my mind. Uh, I don't know where he's going to go. Um, 
it seems likely that's going to come from some of those schools in Texas where that doesn't really matter to our conversation because now Ohio State, and I had written about this in the afternoon on Friday before things got haywire, that that spring position battle was going to be one for the ages between two five stars and Quinn Ewers and Kyle McCord. Well, one decided not to participate in that. Um, Ohio State has C.J. Stroud, the Big Ten Offensive Player of the Year, Big Ten Quarterback of the Year, Big Ten Freshman of the Year, potential Heisman Trophy finalist coming back. He's the starter. In some ways, whether it was going to be Kyle McCord or Quinn Ewers, I think Ohio State benefits from the fact that they get to uh, focus their energy on one backup quarterback. Devin Brown is committed. Berm, you said that he will enroll early, and he will take part of uh, those spring practices as well. Uh, Ryan Day wants to have four scholarship quarterbacks, so what that means uh, you may know better than I do at this point, but um, they, Ohio State is still in an incredibly strong position here, not only next year, but into 2023 if Kyle McCord gets to take uh, a little bit more development himself next season. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, I mean, there is no doubt. And this is where I think the mentality of Kyle McCord and, and the way he approached things all through last winter and spring and, and even through this season, even when he struggled a little bit in some playing time towards the end of the year, the first text message that I received on Friday after the Queen Ewers news dropped was from someone close to McCord who said, Kyle's only going to work harder now. I mean, that, that's sort of the, the approach here. It is an opportunity now for Kyle McCord to be the unquestioned starter two years from now. And then, you know, potentially for two years after that, or maybe even one, who knows, but uh, I don't expect there to be any complacency. And I do think that actually the commitment of Devin Brown, who, apropos of nothing did was ranked by every single major national recruiting network ahead of Quinn Ewers at the elite 11 in July. Um, I think that's apropos of something. I mean, it's it's apropos of nothing. It's just, you know, whatever. It's just a funny little point. Those two were supposed to be in the same class. And, and, and in that specific time in an event more catered to a player like Devin Brown, he outperformed him. Um, says nothing of viewers on the field in game time situations, but it's funny nonetheless. Uh, you know, I think for Kyle and for, for Ohio State, it does help uh, alleviate some of the development clamps that could happen in that hose of how do you get from where you are now to how do you get to be ready to be the guy if CJ gets hurt next year. Um, so I, I truly believe that that's a benefit for Ohio State. As far as what they're going to do recruiting-wise, as you said, Ryan Day does want four scholarship quarterbacks. They're not going to have four scholarship quarterbacks at least until the end of spring and maybe until next August if they can find a Chris, you know, Chuganoff type in, in the uh, transfer portal that, you know, is a guy that can come in and just kind of be a, a, a veteran statesman in the room. But they're not going to look at another 22 quarterback and they're not going to look at uh, making a move in the transfer portal at least until the summer. I wonder if this kind of changes we've used this word a lot it kind of changes the calculus for Ryan Day in thinking that four quarterbacks is a necessity on the roster he had four this year um it obviously didn't go um terribly well uh just based on the fact that there's two of them were already gone within a week of each other um and there was just you know constant whispers and and groans and moans and rumors about this quarterback room you you just wonder you know if Ryan Day sits back and thinks maybe three is enough and, and I know that that's, that's difficult to change as a coach. You know, coaches are very – I'm not saying Ryan Day's bullheaded, but, but, you know, especially with their position, 
Uh, you know, Ryan Day is a quarterback coach at heart. He wants to be able to coach four quarterbacks, but you just wonder how much this changes everything. And, you know, they basically went through it with three this year. You know, Quinn was told that he was never going to play. There was four scholarship quarterbacks on board, but only because he decided to come early, there wasn't going to be four. And so I think this might change the way Ryan Day thinks. Maybe he understands that three is maybe the max that you can have on a roster in the days of NIL and in the days of, of the transfer portal and of, you know, uh, schools potentially tampering with players who are sitting on your bench, you know, Hey, that never happens. But I mean, it's just the reality of it. We're, we're talking in very specific realities here. And, and that's just the reality of what college football is right now. And so I think when you look at this three quarterbacks, is going to be enough moving forward for Ryan day. Maybe he doesn't think that way, but, but I think that he's going to come around with that idea. Probably what you'll find are more guys like JPN Andrade, um, you know, two to three star guys who can take a preferred walk on spot and benefit from, that time and want to be at Ohio state and just around that, um, that could be your fourth. Uh, you know, you can't, I don't think you want to ever have no security beyond those three. Um, but your point is, is very well said there, Spencer. And you also, I think have said multiple times on the Letterman row message board and maybe elsewhere that you thought Kyle McCord would be out Quinn Ewers in the spring anyway. So I think you just already win. So we'll pat you on the back for that right now. Um, I'll take that, Pat, because uh, I saw both of them a, a little bit. McCord, uh, obviously, I saw operate a little more. I just, you know, when a guy works that hard, he grinds that hard, and you've got a, you know, an NFL arm, an NFL work ethic, you, there's just something about him that, that makes him seem a little different, a little special from a lot of other guys. And he's a, he's a special talent. I'm excited to see what he can do now with the full focus on him because, you know, a lot of this has been unfair to Quinn Ewers coming in a year early and doing all of those things. And, you know, he is a millionaire now, so it's hard not to, to you know, be a little more difficult on him than everyone else because he's a paid athlete now. But I think Kyle McCord really got the short end of the straw here because you're, you're talking about a kid who comes in as a five-star and is immediately after the spring overshadowed by a fellow five-star who he believes he's better than. And, you know, he's an athlete. He's a competitor. Like, he doesn't think he's worse than Quinn Ewers. And so I really think that this is a chance for people to fully focus on what he can do moving forward because he's really special at what he does. Berm, didn't you think that Spencer was going to go into the Gruden impression when he was talking about the grinder there? I thought he was. Here's a guy who's a Gruden grinder. Uh, no, look, man, I mean, th this situation that's is... Not, that's not the impression. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm terrible at impressions. Um, no, the, the reality is Ohio State is is going to be fine. Quinn Ewers is going to be fine. And people are going to turn this into a bigger picture issue with Ohio State. Oh, Brian Day is losing control. I mean, come on, folks. The, the stuff that I'm seeing on social media is saying that Ryan Day needs to move on. Like, this is really, really not a situation where Ohio State did anything wrong. And, and people need to uh, back off the ledge just a touch and realize that we're entering an unknown territory, an unknown world of college football. And a lot of it is going to be very concerning to fans as it happens more and more. But there is a moment here for Ohio State. And I think it kind of just piggybacks off of the, the Michigan game and people being frustrated. And Ohio State is going to have to reassert itself inside of its own program is the program. The, the, the brand of Ohio State is bigger than players. Uh, and, and, you know, we are in the player empowerment era and, the, you know, this time when the players have a lot of control about what they do and the free transfers and all this stuff and the name image and like us. But at the end of the day, if you're at Ohio State, Ohio State has to come first. And, and I think that the Buckeyes are in a position right now 
um, from an administrative standpoint where they're going to need to make sure that parents and players understand that, hey, you're here because you want to be part of a football team, not because of your own self-interest. There there was probably a lot more that we could uh, say about that, but we'll save some of that for uh, Letterman Live on Monday at Roosters. This has been uh, Rapid Reaction. It's brought to you by Byers Auto. Uh, Digging into that Quinn Ewers situation, it's endlessly fascinating, and uh, we'll be talking about it probably for months and years to come. But uh, Sunday afternoon, we'll find out where Ohio State is going for the bowl game. We'll prepare our uh, month of coverage for you coming for that at Letterman Row. Uh, Looks like most likely the Rose Bowl, but we'll find out at 2.30 on Sunday. We'll be in the Woody for that. Ryan Day will be speaking to the media at that time, so I'm sure he'll get some questions about this quarterback situation as well. We'll be there. That's uh, Berm and Spencer. I am Austin. This has been Rapid Reaction. It's brought to you by Fires Auto. Thanks for watching.